0: live from Seattle, Washington, USA. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode of the African Father in America podcast. My name is Simon Javan Okelo and uh, I am truly truly excited to be here with you for uh, our conversation today. I am expecting a really special guest will be joining us uh, not too long from now. Uh, our guest is uh, joining us all the way from Nairobi, Kenya. Uh, and uh, you will learn more about her when she joins. But as usual, we are here uh, with another incredible African proverb. Today's proverb is from Kenya, where I originally come from. And also, my guest is from Kenya, and uh, I'm really, really excited to see um, you know, when she can join us. I just want to check in with Lavender. Lavender, could you please make sure you send Daisy the link uh, to the Ecom live so that uh, she is able to join us? Because uh, I waited just a little bit uh, before we start so that uh, you know we could create space for her to join. I do know that she's joining for sure. I see Simply E has already joined us. Uh, Steve, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, and, uh, you know, I I encourage you to ping in three to five people if you're on Clubhouse to join us for the conversation. And uh, if you are on YouTube, thank you so much for joining us. It means a lot. Uh, Make sure you give this video a thumbs up and also subscribe to the channel so that uh, when we are live, uh, you know, uh, with the show another time, you can also join us. Uh, Our conversation today is going to be grounded on this amazing Kenyan proverb uh, that says that only someone else can scratch your back. Only someone else can scratch your back. I want to know what this proverb means to you uh, if you're listening uh, or if you're watching. If you're watching on YouTube, I want you to type it in the chat. Let me know what this proverb means to you. Uh, you know, only someone else can scratch your back. This is a Kenyan proverb. And uh, if you are listening in on Clubhouse and you haven't joined the stage, I want you to take a minute and do that now. Uh, we are going to have an amazing conversation that you really, really need to uh, get close uh, to the stage in order for you to be engaged with. Uh, as usual, we have this the three nuggets of wisdom that uh, I am going to share just to open our conversation today. So give me a moment as I bring on our guest here, please. Hey, Simply E. Grand Rising. Grand Rising. Hey, Daisy. Hey, Daisy. Can you hear me? Okay. One second. One second. Okay. Um, I'll bring you on, Daisy. Whenever you're ready. But we we are live already. We we just started the show. Uh, and I can't wait to include you in this conversation. Uh, in the meantime, I just want to let everybody know the proverb that we are discussing today. Actually, I'm going to uh, just pin it at the top of the room uh, for the sake of those who can't. Um, for for the sake of those who uh, you know can join us uh, on YouTube, I just want to uh, add the link to the top of the room so that you can easily do so. Um. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Simply, I just want you to take a moment and uh, let everybody who is joining us for the first time know uh, what the Wednesday sessions look like. And uh, I also know that uh, Chioma can't join us today, so uh, you're probably going to read the poem again. So go ahead and uh, take the space.
1: Sure. Welcome. Welcome into the space. Um. This is a great space because no matter where you're joining from, whether you're looking at the faces on YouTube this morning or if you're in the space of Clubhouse, um, this is a great space. Um, the Proverbs remind us of how we should be living or just a reminder of things that we can do to improve or just a reflection, uh, being able to look into a space and just take a moment to be quiet and, and um, take in the world and life. Um, I, I really
0: One moment, hey Daisy. Oh, hey Daisy, how are you doing? I can't hear you for some reason. You must be muted. So let's see if I can unmute you from my end. One moment, simply. In. Okay, take your time. Um, so simply carry on while we figure out how to bring on Daisy. Uh, she's already here. I think just the connection might be the challenge at the moment. So no carry on. No
1: worries. No worries. Um, if you're in the clubhouse space, um, definitely if you've got input um, or if you just want to hear a little bit closer on stage, um, raise your hand and you can come up. And I think that's a great experience Um I don't know how many places you can go and and be able to get that experience experience right on the spot. Um, So if you have something to say in the space to give us a little bit of your perspective on the proverb, don't be shy. (laughs) And also if you've got friends that you think would enjoy um, the space or be able to give a little bit more uh, insight, bring them in here, ping them in. Um, Again, if you're on YouTube, you'd wanna subscribe so that you can hear all the tidbits and be able to see the wonderful faces on on YouTube as well and don't forget Instagram and Twitter because those are spaces that um, the, the daily African proverb uh, I'm sorry African father in America are also in those spaces and the proverb you'll be able to be able to view that early in the morning so loving it and um, I'm looking forward to see what Chioma has to say in her writing about today's proverb um, if I'm reading it today it would be it's gonna be quite an honor
0: Excellent. Hey, Daisy, can you hear me now? I just want to make sure I had to give space to one of my uh, friends and poets that join us every Wednesday, uh, but I can't hear you. I, I think you're still muted, Daisy. Uh, do you see the mute button on your end? I don't want to unmute it because uh, we can do mute and unmute for a while. Okay, if you're unable to see it, I can try and unmute. Let me know. You seem to be yeah you seem to have muted yourself. I can't hear you completely. Okay. No, not yet, not yet. I can't hear you yet. There you go. I think it's good now. But I Okay, can you Now I see you talking but I can't hear you. <laughs> okay uh i wonder if do you want to don't use your laptop are you using your cell phone at the moment yeah your laptop might work too cell phones are always good with uh you know uh video quality but your laptop might work too so take your time we have we have we have time okay Daisy. So we'll, we'll carry on for now and wait for you. Um, but I, I see you, uh, but I can't hear you completely for some reason. I wonder if you have some time, you, you could have Bluetooth and it's elsewhere, so maybe your Bluetooth hears me, but maybe, maybe that's what's going on. But I see you very well. Okay, okay. Sounds good. Okay. Excellent. So, thank you all for bearing with us. I have to say that I was nervous preparing for today's guest. You know, because she's very, very um, knowledgeable. She's very educated, and she she literally rubs shoulders with uh, the who and who in Kenya. You know, and in Africa, uh, she's a she's a columnist for uh, one of the biggest uh, you know news uh, newspapers in Kenya and uh, she's a political analyst she's a phd candidate and she was in the secretariat for honorable martha karua who is probably the most uh, recognizable uh, african lawyer you know throughout africa a uh, female lawyer throughout africa you know she's she's taken uh you know she's uh, I, I don't know we will just talk a little bit with daisy but i i just you know, I interview a lot of guests uh, on the show, but I don't get nervous when interviewing a lot of people. But when I was researching uh, the work that Desi has done, I kind of got a little nervous because I knew that she's so um, she's so ready for anything. Uh, and you know, the same applies to many of you that uh, help me make this uh, this show happen every day. But really, when we have someone special, we have to just honor them. And uh, I just have to say that. Now, uh, for those who are just joining us, uh, the proverb that we're discussing today says that only someone else can scratch your back. And uh, I think we should go straight to um, the poem that Chioma prepared for us so that we can, uh, you know, we can learn what Chioma was thinking uh, while we wait for Daisy to join us, and then we can continue on with the rest of the show. Uh, for those who also are joining us for the first time, we gather here every Monday to Friday, 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, and we 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 bring African proverbs from all over Africa. Um, anyway, one second, <laughs> one second. Hey Daisy, excellent, excellent. How are you doing today?
2: Much better.
0: Excellent. Excellent. How are you? I am doing well. I was just telling everyone that uh, while preparing for today's show, you know, um, I I got nervous, you know, yeah. because I know how 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 great you are, you know. <laughs> so I was like what am I going to discuss with Desi today? But uh, you know, it's finally here and, uh, you know, we are, we are broadcasting the show on YouTube, but also we are on Clubhouse where we have a live audience. And, uh, you know, we are all excited to have you. Um, how is Nairobi this afternoon?
2: Nairobi this afternoon is great. It's a bit chilly. We now have beautiful rain. It's getting green again and we're getting some relief from the dust and the heat. So it's wonderful.
0: Excellent, excellent. So uh, the African Father in America podcast has been going on for a while, uh, a little over two years. You know, this is something that uh, just before the pandemic started is when I began producing it and then building a great community around it across the diaspora. Uh, But I'm from Kenya originally, Kisumu. So the work you do actually impacts me and a lot of the people that uh, work for the organization and the company that I run. Um, but really, today we wanted to dive deep into a Kenyan proverb. You know, we, the show is going to, you know, we are, we are going to start with this Kenyan proverb that we prepared. It says, only someone else can scratch your back. Uh, so I want you to maybe take a stab at this uh, proverb, share with us what it is that came to your mind when we shared it with you. And then, uh, we will. because we are, we are a little behind time, uh, from there we just want to learn a little bit about you. We will go into a childhood story that inspires who you are today. And uh, so, um, why don't you give us your thoughts when it comes to this proverb?
2: Thank you, and thank you so much for inviting me to the podcast. I'm so happy and excited to be here. I really like the proverb. I think it's. I just. It's a beautiful way of saying no man is an island. Um, only someone else can scratch your back. It's just. Uh, I think it's a demonstration of the symbiotic nature of uh, human relationships. Um, you know, sometimes we can think that we are self-sufficient or we are um, independent, and then circumstances arise. A lot of times when uh, that show us that we need other people in this very literal sense of having of somebody else can start, scratch your back of course you can get a stick and try and scratch the itch uh, but then there's something um uh intimate about somebody else scratching your back you know if- if you're, if you're in an office and you have an itch, you'll probably ask your colleague who's your friend and not your boss to scratch your back. You know? If you're at home and you have guests, you'll probably ask your child or your wife or your husband to scratch your back and not the guest. Um, so there's something about it that is about uh, warmth and intimacy. But then also, um, there's something about somebody else scratching your back that signifies like uh, social debt. You know? I scratch your back and then you need me to scratch your back. Um, another time and of course scratching one's back meaning many things or many favors or many ways you can be there for for somebody else so it's about that interconnectedness of of the human species it's a great problem i
0: love that i love that um i have three daughters and uh, my second born somehow she always just shows up and says scratch my back scratch it right here and there's a sense of urgency that she 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 presents yeah. herself with that you know is unforgettable yeah. so i love your response to this uh yeah. proverb
2: and that it keeps moving around the back you know right so then move here scratch here scratch
0: there yeah right right um uh now uh, i just want to let everybody who is watching on youtube thank you for joining us uh and also for those who are watching listening on clubhouse and those who will listen later on on spotify and apple thank you again for joining us for today's show uh as usual one of the questions i love asking my guests is really um you know a childhood story, something that happened when you are eight to sixteen, that really drives who you are today. And uh, looking at some of the things you've been working on in the last year, you know you are in the you you are in you are in the secretariat for Honorable Martha Karua, and uh, you also you are a PhD candidate. I didn't know you are a parent, but I saw the tweet uh, that you shared. Uh, that you you will be touching on parenting. So we'll talk a little bit about that, but you have so much on your plate. And um, I share a story uh, that when I was eight years old, my mother gave me a bicycle. We lived in Manyata in Kisumu, you know. Uh, During elections, everybody uh, talks about Kisumu, Kondele, Manyata. Those were the areas where we walked every day. But uh, I distributed milk and bread in a very large area from the time when I was eight years old. And those years shaped who I am today, gave me the discipline to show up every morning for this show, but also the discipline to produce the biggest African festival in the West Coast of the US, uh, Madaraka Festival, and, uh, um, and do multiple other things. And I always ask my guests this because everybody has a story. Everybody has the beginning of their story, something that really ignites what they do so before we dive deep into some of the incredible things that you do we want to go back into uh, what is it that shaped the beginning of your story
2: yeah I think um, I don't know if it's so much a story or just a reference to the person who really influenced me uh, you know growing up and even now and I'm sure it's the same for a lot of people, but that's my mom. Um, I grew up in just like you, I didn't grow up in the big city. I grew up in Kericho. Um, I actually came to Nairobi when I was going to university. That's when I came to live here in Nairobi, but I I I spent the whole of my childhood in 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 Kericho. And uh we at some point, we my my father worked in a in the T Estates. At that time it was called Brookbond, it's now Unilever. And in 1993, we moved from the company house to our own home, which my parents had built in the village and we did not have electricity. And neither did the, you know, neither did our, our neighbors. And there was no, you know, nearby installation that had electricity that would, you know, allow us to, um, to access it. So, and this is where my mother comes in. She, when we moved in, she had so much faith that we were going to get electricity through prayer and petitioning. Now the prayer, <laughs> the prayer was a constant in our house. I grew up in a Christian household. Uh, But the petitioning was, she literally identified who is in charge of electricity in this country. And at that time it was the MD for KPLC was called Sam Gishuru, who we did not know personally as a family. And I don't know how, uh, but long story short, we went to his home (laughs) to ask him to give us electricity in our village. And it happened, these are, you know, parents who didn't have any sort of influence, who didn't have any sort of leverage in government, who didn't know anybody who would give us that connection, but somehow we made our way to Samuel Shuru's house to ask him to give us Dima in our home in the village and, and he did. So that story has uh, always inspired me um, in terms of not only faith, in terms of prayer, but also, um, when you identify what you need and tell yourself that you're going to get it and then you make plans to do it, no matter how impossible or improbable it seems, um, it, it it can happen. You can make things happen. And I have that belief and it's, a, it's been a big driver in my life.
0: That's so, that's so wonderful. That's so incredible. Thank you, Daisy. Uh, one other thing that we do every Wednesday is that we have a poetry session here Uh, in the African Father in America podcast. So we have a resident poet that shows up every Wednesday. Uh, She's from Philadelphia, and uh, she shares a poem. She takes these African proverbs and turns them into a poem. But today, she could not join us, uh, but she sent the poem. So another poet who is also joining us every Wednesday will read it towards the end of our conversation. So I just wanted to bring you up to speed on that. Um, But, you know, uh, I want us to to explore some of the work that you've been doing you know uh i i know that you're a you're a journalist uh you know you're a columnist for the standard media group you are uh you know you're a political analyst uh i i just feel that you are a force to reckon with and uh, i feel that i wanted to connect with you before you get so big you know <laughs> but listen um share with thank us
2: you. thank you for that hope for me yeah of
0: course of course Share with us when you look back. You know, over the last year, you are not only rubbing shoulders with Honorable Martha Karua and Raila Odinga. Uh, but over the last few years, you've been interviewing uh, the former governor of uh, of Bomet. You've been interviewing. Uh, you've, been in, you've been You've been. you you've been to interviews. I was watching a few of your interviews with the Situation Room, uh, and just seeing how articulate you are, how composed you are, and uh, I feel that you should share with us maybe your top three uh, things when you look back in your career uh that make you so proud you know things that if you're sitting with a number of african girls uh, from across the continent and uh trying to encourage them what are the three stories or three nuggets of your journey that you'd highlight for them
2: thanks for that question um i think the the first one I'll, i'll say them in order of uh of um recency. So yes, as you mentioned, I worked at the, at the Mathakarua Secretariat during the just finished uh, elections, the elections that we had earlier this year, in August. And um, that was a a great uh, career highlight uh, for me. And I say so because I was working for somebody who I truly, who I truly admire. Um, and a politician who I truly believe in, and that's something that's um, really rare to, you know, believe in a politician because a politician, by their nature, uh, is not to be believed in. But um, she is one of a, a kind, and it was an honor to to work for her uh, in such close proximity and to see that, um, you know, there's this uh, saying you should never meet your heroes, but in this case, it didn't apply because. It was uh, meeting her. She was all that I would I, I imagined her to be. So she is an inspiration, and I do count that as a career highlight uh, working at the at the secretariat. Um, something I feel is a, a personal accomplishment is um, I started um, writing a column in 2012 for the Star, for the Nairobi Star, then and um, I'm proud that I was able to be consistent for many years because writing a column and many writers will attest to that, especially, and and even you as a podcast producer, something that you have to do on a daily basis or a weekly basis that requires you to to be creative, that requires you to prepare, that requires you to give your all, you know, um, was very challenging and is very challenging. I'm currently on a sabbatical and will be returning next month to my column. But um, I am proud of that accomplishment, not only starting to write, but also um, being consistent um, in doing something that is um, that is difficult.
0: Now, did you give us the third one? I think I think Did I? Yeah, oh, I think I, you
2: have- I only, said, I only said two.
0: Yeah, you have one Maybe, more. So,
2: I think the third the third one would be more general because it extends beyond the career scope and also to to personal life. Um an an accomplishment I would count it as an accomplishment but I'll also use it as as advice to to young people who are in whichever uh, sector or, or space um cultivating a culture of reading. I'm an avid reader and I feel like that is what has enabled me to um or has given me the confidence to participate in all the spaces that i have participated in because um you know the acquisition of knowledge then gives you um the confidence to contribute but also it's just a, a pleasurable um activity and i know not all not everybody um you know, is inclined to read and that is okay. But fortunately, we are now living at a time when there's so many resources besides reading that can expand your knowledge, can widen your perspective and your worldview, you know? Even Netflix, you know, or other online platforms where you can find documentaries um, and all sorts of resources that are informative um, and educative. So I count that uh, habit that I acquired um, as an accomplishment and that I have sustained it, um, is an accomplishment as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I love, I love all the three, uh, you know, uh, things that you shared with us. Uh, I do want to just bring our, our, Uh, we have a number of uh, friends and family and contributors who are joining us who are going to be able to just you know share a comment or their thoughts in regards to the proverb that we're discussing maybe in the next five minutes but for now i just want you to uh explore things with me from a global perspective you know here in the u.s we just had the midterm elections uh you know they just ended literally maybe a week some some are not even done, you know, we have the Atlanta senatorial uh, race that is still, uh, you know, that is still going for another round, uh, you know, next month. Um, The U.S. midterm elections were the most volatile that has ever been seen, you know, Uh, and uh, there was a lot of shock when people were observing the kind of candidates that were running for office, uh, and I feel that Uh, the shock that the Kenyan election left us with, uh, for me, I haven't really recovered from it. Uh, You know, after observing some of the interviews and just seeing the way that you have accepted it, considering how deeply involved you are, I feel that I need to grow up a little faster. Um, But um, talk to us about, uh, number one, uh what did you think of the u.s midterm elections and do you think that the the, because the rumor out there is that the u.s had something to do with the kenyan election you know uh uh, so talk about the midterm elections in the u.s from where you are what did you think and uh did the u.s also have anything to do with the kenyan election and then uh from (laughs) from there i want you to um also talk about africa in general because i feel that um we have an inter gener- there's a new generation of leaders that are taking up uh, leadership positions uh and i feel that you're one of those leaders uh dinga is one of those leaders uh you know in all sectors uh the generation of raila odinga even in journalism you know you find that there is a people are being faced out nature is facing people out uh Uh, What are your thoughts in regards to that? Do you feel that our generation is ready for this monumental uh, opportunity?
2: Yes. um, I think there was five questions in one there. But let me start with... uh...
0: (laughs) That's true. That's true. Uh, (laughs) Just explore. You don't have to answer all of them. You can pick one and just focus on that.
2: Yeah but no it's interesting that you've you lumped those questions together because there is a common thread there is a common thread in terms of it's not just the leadership that is shifting generationally it's also the voter base it's also the electoral the electorate that is changing and it's changing all over the world uh the the midterms the american midterms were a good were is a good indication of that uh, what's happening in Iran is a good indication of of, of that. Um, young people are swaying, and I think I think uh, like for the um, for the US midterms, and I and I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on this because I haven't done a deep dive uh, into it. But my observe my peripheral observation is that um, the American electorate is moving towards a. a so swinging towards a more liberal stance, and which which then begins to shake some institutions like the GOP, like the Republican Party, for instance, that is uh, rooted in tradition, that is uh, rooted in conservatism. Uh, and why? Because all over the world, this new generation um that is coming up i don't know if we are calling them generation x uh, generation um what's this generation that is really talked about that is really defiant you know um then just because things are the way they are they're not going to you know accept it they're going not, not going to accept that this is the type of leadership that we deserve for instance or um like you see you see the the um what's happening you know the terrible things that are happening in iran and you see that a majority of the protesters are really young people mm-hmm. uh a majority of the voices that have led from the front in terms of uh you know putting out the conversation to the world are young people who are on tiktok in fact some of them have paid the ultimate penalty and you know been been killed or been imprisoned um, but they are so young but taking their civic duty very seriously and without that fear that may have been present in previous generations in terms of uh you know respect your leaders or because this is the way it is and it's tradition then it must remain so no they are breaking uh, the barriers and then what we are seeing therefore is Perhaps around the world, a, a new strain uh, of leaders that will increasingly reflect the thinking of this of this new um, generation here in kenya I, I I remember having a conversation with uh, somebody last week. There was a an article that was going around that was quite volatile about this member of parliament that uh, was uh, proposing an elimination of the presidential term limit and we instead revert to uh to age and a lot of people said you know what that's not going to happen in kenya we, there was that conversation online saying no this is not uganda or this is not um an, a, a country where we, we will be complacent and let somebody be a dictator or let somebody extend their their term limit and i kept asking if we could put a finger on why, why would it not happen in Kenya? What is it that makes it, is it, you know, we can make as much noise as possible on Twitter, on online spaces, but what is it that we can do um, as Kenyans that will prevent a leader from being despotic or from putting in place unfavorable or, or bad laws, such as that one of uh, extending the presidential term limit. And I, and I didn't really get an, an answer from the different people that I was speaking with, because I, I, I kept seeing it as we have that braggadocio as Kenyan saying, not us, it won't happen to us. But I have this thought that there's this this generation that we see uh, online people complaining about, you know, in the office, they, they don't behave the way other people do or they don't, don't respect, quote unquote, authority, or uh, most importantly, they speak up for what, for their rights. I think that is the generation, um, and those are the young people that would uh, shift our political culture to the point where uh, the electorate are not just recipients or acted upon, but also can push back you know, the way these young people in Iran are doing or the way the young Americans in the ballot uh, did. So no, you're right in saying that there's um, a generational shift and I think that generational shift, both in leadership and in, um, you know, the electorate is, is one that is positive um, that is positive and can potentially uh, change the global political landscape.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much, Daisy. Now, uh, we'll just take a few minutes, uh, maybe 10 minutes or so, to hear from some of our contributors. We just are going to make a few comments and, uh, you know, to our conversation and also share their thoughts on the proverb. Uh, thank you again, Daisy, for taking the time to join us today. It means a lot. Hey, Lavender. Thanks, uh, Of course, of course. Share with us where you're joining us from Lavender. Uh, What are your thoughts uh, in regards to the conversation we're having with Desi and also the proverb that we have for today? Thanks a lot. Okay, we'll go on to Simply E. Uh, I, I think Lavenda is away from her microphone or something. Simply E, uh, why don't you share with us your own perspective on the proverb, comment on the conversation, and also share the poem that Chioma shared with us today. Thank you so much.
1: Only someone else can scratch your back. Um, you know, it's, it's very important to do what we can, um, right? Um, to be as independent as we can. Um, And and we've got different levels, right? (laughs) Different levels of interest, different levels of expertise. But as we navigate, we'll find that there are just some things that we can't master or some things we can't do. So we should just be okay with that. And in being okay with that, those things that we can't do, we should let somebody else help us with. And so this proverb, only someone else can scratch your back, I think it's just an acceptance of things that you can't do or that you can't handle, that you may need help with, um, acceptance is a really big thing. <laughs> and so that's my interpretation of the um, of the proverb. Um, I liked the conversation this morning, um, Simon. Um, I just um, took the opportunity to, to just listen in. Um, I, I I was very impressed um, by. Um, just, just the way um, that the young lady expressed herself. And um, it's, it's a great thing to be um, able to express yourself um, in, in such a, a way um, where people know where you're coming from. Um, but I also love the, the beautiful infusion of feminine energy um, in her energy as well. So that's just me being an introvert and taking it all in. Um, I just love it when you can hear the infusion of strength and, um, and also sweetness in a person's, um, the way that they're expressing. Um, and so I know that's probably not what you were looking for. (laughs) Um, but that's, um, that's how I took it in.
0: No, it's beautiful. And
1: and if you would like, um, I can go ahead and share Chioma's poem. Um, um, Lavender shared it with me.
0: Um, Go ahead, please. I would love, I would love to listen to it. And I think Daisy's is also excited to listen to it.
1: Yeah, she sent her interpretation as well. Now today, Chioma chose to express her poem in the form of a haiku. And for those who may not have ever heard of a haiku, a haiku is expressing in the syllables syllables of typically five, seven, five. It's a very short poem, normally just three lines long. Um, So it's very short, um, but it can be very impactful. And her short poem today is a haiku. It says, I can't without you. You can't without me. We can't without each other. It's just so potent. It's quick and it's potent. (laughs) Um, I love this expression. And it's so fast. I'll say it one more time. I can't without you, you can't without me, we can't without each other. I love it. I love it. It's beautiful. Um, it is.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Simply E. I appreciate you for always contributing to the show and for helping build, uh, you know, this platform. This is, uh so that you just know, I've been producing Africa Day for like five years. And the last two years, I've done it virtually. And one of the programming for Africa Day we've had is uh, poetry, for one-hour poetry session where we bring poets from all over Africa, including Nairobi and the diaspora. And simply, he has helped uh, with that a lot as well. So uh, I want to go on to Stephen. Just quickly, Stephen, where are you joining us from? What's your thought on the proverb quickly? And uh, any comments to our special guest today? Thank you so much. We'll go on to Stella. Stella, how are you doing? Uh, Stephen seems to be far from from his microphone, so we'll just go keep going quickly. Hey, Stella, share with us your thoughts on the proverb and any comment to our special guest. Thank you so much.
3: Thank you, Simon. Hello, everyone. This is Stella from Kenya. <coughs> Sorry. Uh, thank you, Daisy, for being here. Uh, I love your story, especially when you were talking about electricity not being there. I literally walked with you through... I went back in time with you through those days and I know what it meant to not have electricity. Thank you for sharing that story, it uh, brought back memories that are special to me. Uh, uh, simply thank you for that poem i just love when you read the poems it's so inspirational it's the voice is so i don't know i don't want to say sweet but i just love the way you read the poems on today's proverb which talks about only someone else can scratch your back i want to agree with what you said, Simon, what Daisy has said, that we just need each other. And the poem has also emphasized it in a special way, that we need each other. We need to come together. We need to collaborate. We need to work together. Even in our neighborhood, we raise kids together. Yesterday, I was just making a joke in our WhatsApp group. <clears throat> of our neighborhood, how my house has become a cartoon watching zone, (laughs) because I have guests every day, from morning to evening, they just come to watch cartoons. And uh, I was wondering why they come to my house to watch cartoons. Then later I learned that there's a way they can play games on the on the TV, something I didn't know. So uh, you might think that you are all alone in the neighborhood or in a given place, but there's a way that uh, people want to be with you. So even when you feel self-sufficient and all that, it's important that we make room for people who impact our lives positively to allow them to also bring their positive vibe, their positive energy into our life. Otherwise, Thank you.
0: Thank you so much, Stella. Uh, we'll go on to just quickly Brother Arthur and Latanja and Robert and then Queen. Then we'll come back to you, Daisy, to close the show for us. Brother Earth, how are you? Where are you joining us from? And what are your thoughts in regards to the proverb or what's your comment to our guest today?
4: Uh, peace and love. This is Brother Irv. I'm coming from the North Carolina Territory. You know, honest to you, Simon, to you and the guests as well as all of the family for coming forth and uh, sharing the wisdom of the ancestors. And uh, I kind of came in late in the conversation, but I did enjoy uh, to hear the, uh, the, one, the lady express, you know, her experiences and a, a lot of the things. And I, I really appreciate the part about her being so uh, passionate about knowledge, or, you know, and, you know, how it gives her confidence, you know, her building her mind. And I, I find it uh, very interesting. And as far as the proverb concerned, only someone else can scratch her back. Uh, what that makes me think of is the importance to be able to work with others or the network, you know. Uh, like uh, Simply he was stating, you know, regardless, you can't do everything by yourself. You know, at some point in time, you need some form of help or assistance. And uh, it, it's, it's good to keep that in mind, you know, to be able to work with others and, you know, be able to give and receive. Because, you know, it's the same, you scratch my back, I scratch yours," or quid pro quo but uh, I parked my plane right there. Peace and love, family, brother.
0: Excellent, thank you so much. Uh, Hey, Latanja, how are you? What are your thoughts on the proverb? Where are you joining us from? Thank you so much.
5: Good day, Simon, and thank you so much. I'm here in Marietta, Georgia. I know when, Daisy, you spoke about being defiant in terms of the generation. It makes me think, in some essence, about the song by the OJs called Backstabbers. They smile in your face all the time they want to take your place, backstabbers. And so in that sense, uh, this proverb reminds us about the power of trust. When we allow ourselves to be vulnerable, we then become equipped with the sensitivity, sustainability, and security of knowing we're not alone. Only someone else can scratch your back, especially in those hard-to-reach places that we tend to overlook based upon being overwhelmed, it's only when we include a helping hand that we can overcome together. And it also reminds me of something growing up where I constantly hear, I got your back. So we need to get back to that, to where we know how to blend together and i'll land there thank you son
0: of course of course thank you so much uh hey robert how are you what are your thoughts on the proverb and any comment uh to our guest is also welcome thank you
4: hey uh, g- uh, great day simon and everyone uh simon you're doing a great job uh, being so optimistic and sharing so much uh to your guests uh, very spot on Appreciated. love listening and learning Um, I'm not going to contribute to your question there or to the proverb. I think it speaks for itself, and I don't want to add to what everybody else has already said. But thank you, and uh, keep these rooms going, okay? Take care.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much, Robert. I appreciate you. Hey, Queen. uh...
4: Lastly, um, I actually carry my own wooden back scratch, but I totally get (laughs) get the proverb, okay? But I put some comments in the chat for you all
0: wonderful wonderful thank you so much uh queen uh you're the last contributor before we come back to uh, daisy
2: thank you so much and i'll be very brief um for me the proverb someone uh only someone else can scratch your back it's like a proverb that we have at home too that really rides on this one and it says one hand cannot clap and it also says to me that uh, like the sister said again trust because you know where your back is scratching but you're trusting this person behind you to to carry out the navigation and to scratch your back and so as we do these talks and 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 find out more about ourselves and each other we're learning to trust again because without trust you cannot have a strong uh foundation in a relationship thank you so much
0: of course, of course. Well, while you are all contributing, I was actually thinking, Daisy, that you we did scratch each other's back today because uh, with podcasting, the guest and the host are scratching each other's back. You know, I reached out and you accepted the invitation. And, you know, we, we're just doing something beautiful that is very similar to what we're talking about. But, uh, you know, for this part of the yes. conversation, I want you to... Uh, reflect on what people say if you picked one or two things you want to touch on that's great but also think about how we can support your work you know uh, if you have uh, articles out there that you want us to read if you have a book that you want us to read if you if you if you have a social media handle that you want us to follow you on this is a good time for you to speak about all of that before we wrap up okay
2: Maybe I'll begin by just making a quick response to the comments um, from the audience. Uh, It's very interesting because this uh, proverb, today's proverb, sounds very straightforward, but then there's been so many different interpretations. The interpretations have been so uh, layered and so different, and I think that just shows the complexity of the human mind, but also especially the human mind when we think about human relationships and human connectedness. So people have talked about trust. um, People have talked about quid pro quo that I'm doing this for you, so you can do this for what I was calling uh, um, social debt um, and so many other layers. So it's it's very um, interesting. Um, I am on Twitter. My handle is at Daisy Minor Seven, so uh, please follow me on there. I think that's the main uh, platform that I use uh, for expression and for sharing um, what I'm doing. Um, I'd also encourage you to please listen to a podcast I recorded last year on the on the on a a BBC podcast called "Dear Daughter." Um, so there's. I'm on one of the episodes but all the other episodes with other people are really incredible it's a it's a podcast where people write and read out letters that they're writing to not just their daughters but their children about different topics in in life and I chose to cover the taboo uh, topic of sex so when you get a chance, do go to the to the BBC um, website or on anywhere where you get your your podcasts. But finally, Simon, I'd like to say that I'm really grateful that you reached out. I'm thank you um, thank you for this opportunity you've given me to come onto your amazing podcast. You're re- doing a really uh, great job. You have built a really good and strong community, and it's really um, important to and also quite interesting because you're in the diaspora uh you're in America even as the the, your, the name of your podcast uh suggests uh but you are your your roots are squarely at home it's very easy to to see that and i love the the proverb format the african proverb format because i think it's a i think um an art that w- is in danger of being Uh, forgotten and so it's great to have this uh, platform where we can we can talk about it and we can um, reflect as a community may i ask you a question
0: of course i knew this was coming (laughs) go ahead
2: how long have you been in america and then i'll tell you why i have asked that question
0: since uh june 2010 i i first uh should i stop there Or should I say something more? (laughs) Sorry? I I said June 2010. That's when I moved to the U.S. But I first visited the U.S. in uh, 2009.
2: Mm, So that's what, 12 years you've lived
0: there? Yeah, 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 12 years. But I come home every year, actually. Uh, I come home every year. Uh, I have a lot that I do there. Uh, I, you know, I work there. I have a team that is based back home and uh, I am the first son of a polygamist family. So I have a lot of responsibilities back home there. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, go ahead.
2: (laughs) Great. So the reason I asked the question is because I love that your kenyan accent is still intact and strong after all those years in america it's just it's it's incredible i don't know you perhaps you you code switch when you're interacting there in america but uh it's lovely to hear the, the nice strong kenyan accent
0: i don't i don't code switch it's something i intentionally uh chose to 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 retain and as I said earlier I'm a father of three girls and I talk to my girls in Kiswahili and Luo and their mother talks to them in English you know Uh, and yeah I'm very very persistent when it comes to my love for my culture Uh, in fact when I go to the village you know uh, the elders talk to me in Luo uh, and they don't talk to other young people in, in Luo very well because they don't appreciate it you know uh, so uh, I know yeah. the value in our culture, and uh, I love it. So I don't want to feel like a stranger when I'm when I'm articulating myself in my language. You know,
2: wonderful. That's something that we have in common, you and I, because I speak to my children in Kalenjin as well
0: Very nice. in Kipsigis. Very nice. So, yes, that's great to hear. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. I I, I know just a little. Uh, Hey, Desi, I know that you are a very, very busy person, and uh, you taking time to join me here really gave me a lot of confidence about the work I do uh, as a podcaster, as a storyteller. So I just want you to know that this uh, has been one of my favorite episodes to prepare for and I, f- I feel like even though i prepared i was not prepared enough because you're really really a force to reckon with um but uh before we finish there are incredible people that didn't contribute to our conversation that are listening and watching and i just want to quickly give them a shout out Anne lutomia i see you mk and naita and rocky uh and net you know we have a global audience is uh, in singapore and uh, you know we we just have people from all over the world joining us for today's conversation so uh, i really really thank you all and again daisy thank you and all the best you know uh, i would love to continue on and and do more things together so uh, i will definitely be reaching out again thank you so much have a nice evening okay i kind of lost daisy there so we're just going to wrap up in a moment uh, this is there something that I missed that you'd like to touch on before we push the end button
2: No no I think it was uh, pretty um, comprehensive and it was a very great uh, natural conversation and reactions and, and interaction rather so it was great
0: excellent thank you so much and take great care of yourself I'm, I'm really really grateful Yeah.
2: Okay, bye you
0: too thank you bye bye African father in America. America You are listening to African Father in America podcast by Simon Javanokelo, live from Seattle, Washington.